Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. morning. Welcome to the show this morning. It is a sunny but frosty morning here in Alberta and I got to watch my cows all come in for water so so far it's been fabulous. Fabulous. (laughs) So yeah another week's gone by and our world is still off kilter and interesting. Very interesting. We have an election happening here in Canada, and wow, I find the energy messy, intense. I don't like it. I'm staying out of it because I don't like the energy it's creating, and I don't like how it's dividing people, and wow. But I guess that's the energy of politics. I I just, I find it overwhelming. But it's done next Monday, and we'll see what happens. And let's just hope for the best for our country. And I don't know. Our world is so weird. So weird. So I've been having a lot of conversations with clients lately about communication, about how they're navigating their world right now, being empathic, how things are just a struggle. They're just finding it hard to understand, I guess. I know, it's all weird. So how are you all doing with that? Are you finding that your conversations are kind of missing the mark, so to speak, when the other person isn't understanding what you're trying to say or you're not understanding them or it's just creating havoc and a fight and it's just all messy and unreal. <sighs> right? And it's it's tricky because our compassionate side wants to see the other person's point of view and we can feel what they're feeling, but when they're not understanding us, it's tricky. I said to my mom, I wish everybody was psychic like I am and it would make my life easier. <laughs> I wouldn't have to explain things so much. They would just know. Can you imagine what our world would be like then? That would be crazy, hey? Crazy fascinating or crazy weird or crazy not so good? I'm not sure. Not sure. Oh. <sighs> I do know, okay, so communicating, it's its a big topic. I actually teach classes on this because it is big. And when you're empathic and you feel other people's energies, it's even trickier because when you're speaking and they're not listening, they're totally checked out about and thinking about something else, you know. And it's 
it's hard not to take it personally. And so you have to give yourself some tools and strategies to handle it because they might be thinking about something else because they're dealing with some crazy, overwhelming circumstances that they're just not sure about. They might be not listening to you because perhaps something you said sent them on this internal journey and they just are dealing with so much that you don't know about because they're not sharing or you intuitively feel it and want to help, but they don't want your help. It's, it's a huge journey. And, you know, if we could all communicate effectively with each other, there would be a lot less problems probably. But then it gets even more complex because what is your intention? What are you wanting them to understand your point of view so that they'll agree with you? Like it's just it's, it's messy, right? It's messy and complex. And so I'm kind of on a, a weird little journey right now. I mean, as always, right? It's never dull in my world, never dull. And I was putting together a workshop for our school council, and it, it was sticky and tricky to do. And I like things in a straight line. I'm very results-oriented. Yes, I may call it bossy, but I prefer results-oriented. And I like to get things done. I do. And so putting this together because I needed other people's input in pieces and I couldn't, it wasn't a straight line and it was, okay, well, let me ask you this. Okay, well, what about this? And I know everybody's in this messy energy, but man, is it frustrating. Trying to get all the pieces and pull it all together. I mean, it worked and it went off amazingly, and the information we got was incredible. So anyone in Alberta and you're on a school council, go to the Alberta School Councils Association website, and they offer you workshops. You will get so much clarity on your role as a school council or if you're a fundraising society. It was amazing, so amazing. I was kind of sad because then our parent, our school council meeting ended up being last night, and they used to be at 5 o'clock, and now they're at 6.30. And I have to say, once I've fed my family supper and done all those kind of chores, I have a hard time getting out of my house. I just, I'm done. And school council meetings at 6.30 just don't work for me. 4-H meetings at 6.30 work because my uh, husband drives us there. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I, and... I ended up on a phone call with someone solving a mystery, and yeah, just can't do it. But the workshop was amazing. Putting the workshop together and dealing with all the details was not. But it was incredible learning for me because I realized I'm not putting myself in that position again. And I almost did. Probably would have if I would have went to the meeting last night. So it's probably best I didn't, right? Because I liked the, what the results were because I knew intuitively that it was going to be really good and that we were all going to learn so much but trying to or convince or gather other people and get them on board that was a challenge i mean i realized that everybody's got a crazy busy life and it's hard 
to juggle and balance everything. But I still found it frustrating. Sorry, my phone's beeping because people forget that I'm busy. Okay. I didn't want it to cut me off. And so I found myself reacting with frustration to some of the things and trying to get it all sorted out. So I had to have tools to let it go because it wasn't really the fault of the other person. They are who they are. It is what it is. And I can't change them. So don't get caught in that trap. But I had to change how I was reacting to it. So I vented to a trusted friend. I, like, stomped around my house, played music, danced, just to get rid of the frustration because I didn't want it sitting in my body, right? Because what else happened is there was frustration and stress sitting in my body. I ended up with a sore back for a few days, which isn't like me. And I learned that um, I don't sit still much. <laughs> it was incredibly hard, except for when I was at a 4-H meeting and sat still for two hours or an hour and a half, I guess, or at this workshop when I sat still for two hours. Otherwise, yeah, I don't sit still much. It's just not my energy. I just I move around. I'm busy. And I was trying to figure out, of course, why my back was sore. And it's like, well, I didn't lift anything heavy I don't know about. But that's also not true because everyday chores, I'm climbing fences, I'm hauling buckets, I'm, you know, running as minimal as possible. I prefer my horse to do that while I'm on his back, but yeah. And I realized that, yeah, I may not have known what caused it, and but I do feel like it was probably just this stress pocket of energy because I could exercise on my stair stepper and it didn't hurt. So that tells me an Advil, it was an inflammation, and Advil worked amazing. But it was a curious journey because it was out of my control, right? I couldn't fix it. See the parallels there? When you're working with someone else and they're doing their pieces and you can't fix them, you can't control them, you can't make them do what you want to do. I could not make my back stop hurting unless I took an Advil, which then kind of made me loopy, so I had to be aware of when I take it. <laughs> I know. I have a question for you all. Those of you that are empathic and sensitive, do you find medication affects you quicker, uh, more intensely, or differently than it's supposed to? Send me a Facebook message or an email with that, that answer. I'm curious because it does me, man. It's crazy. I have to be so careful. So I rarely take anything because it's intense. I took two Advil to be able to sleep, and I was, like, loopy and high and I'd, and sleepy. And, yeah, I was not productive. <laughs> yeah, wasn't happening. That's not how it was going. So, yeah, I'm curious if that happens to all of you. And so there was big lessons for me in, you know, boundaries. Maybe I need to say no. Maybe I need to not volunteer to do some things. Maybe I need to take a step back because I did not enjoy it. I enjoyed the end result, but I didn't enjoy the process. So big lessons, right? Big lessons. 
But then your your empath's intuition energy also plays into it, right? Because I knew that the workshop, because the energy of it was going to be impressive. We were going to get valuable information. It was going to be worth it. But getting there was a challenge. And now I don't have to choose never to do it again because it was worth it. But I get to decide. I personally and only me get to decide if all the effort and time and energy I put into it, even getting the sore back, was worth it for the end result or not. Everything's a little bit complex, right? It's not a simple straight line where, you know, I did all that work and the workshop was okay, but it just wasn't worth it, all the effort and time I put into it, because that wasn't actually true. It was worth it, or was it? Only you can decide. And, you know, when I was dealing with the people, I, it, was, it was just it was super interesting, and I, you know, got frustrated. I never said anything to them or took it out on them. They wouldn't have known I was because I realized that they were also doing the best that they could, right? It's just who they are. And so me hurting their feelings or starting a fight because they weren't on it as quick as I wanted or what I needed was more about my ego than them, right? And so I kept my mouth shut about it. I just did what I could and moved on from there. But it also goes back to me realizing that I do work well alone. Right? When I'm relying on other people for pieces, I'm not always graceful about it. Duly noted, right? Something I need to be aware of and just work with, right? Maybe that's why I'm better with my cows than people. I don't know. That's not true. I am good with people. I just, I just pick and choose when I interact. So, yeah, it was an interesting journey. Not all of it awesome, but... Most of it, right? And the timing of it was like it's September and October are crazy busy with for me between kids and school and my job at adult learning and the cows and my clients. Everything just seems so busy September, October. I'm trying to make lunch dates with friends and it's not working out because my schedule is too crazy. And, and I'm the one that makes my schedule. So, okay. <laughs> but I do have these commitments, and it's okay. It's just busy. So I also recognize about timing of things, because if it wasn't so crazy busy, I probably wouldn't have been so frustrated with how this all went down, right? That's just how we are. We're reacting from our own energy, our own space, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you become aware of why, then you can decide how you want to handle it, right? If we're just reacting and we're not sure why, we get feistier or defensive. And we don't necessarily handle it gracefully. And we do want to handle our life with grace, don't we? We want to be able to look back and say, okay, maybe I didn't handle that the best, but I did handle this the best. Okay, I can learn from that. 
okay, well, maybe I could make a change there. And that's what being incarnated on this planet at this time is all about. Soul growth, learning, understanding. It's accelerated and it's fast and we're being bombarded, it seems like, at times. I don't know where it's going to end up. We'll see. I have two ravens that are sitting right outside my window up in a tree trying to get my attention. That's entertaining. When that happens, do you go look in a look them up in your animal spirit guidebook, which is what I have, which I will be doing after the show? Because this bird is very obviously trying to get my attention. It's kind of cute. Kind of like my little highland heifer when she decides she needs some barley and she comes and stands the fence closest to the door of the house and tries to stare me down, waiting for me to come out and feed her. So then, of course, I run along the fence so that she runs with me because, you know, take the joys when they happen. Celebrate the small moments because our world is weird. So let's talk more about communication. So according to neuro-linguistic programming, which I am trained in, people learn three, three ways, and then there's a fourth that they just added. So there's visual, so you need to see things, read things, watch someone doing things, and you process information and learn that way the best. You could also have clairvoyance if you're very visual. There's auditory. You like to hear things. So books on CD, when you're watching a movie but you can hear the sound, it impacts you more. And if you're auditory, you know, find ways when you're trying to learn things to have it words in your ears, right? Maybe reading out loud. Kinesthetic. That's when you're feeling things. So when you're reading or listening, it invokes an image, a feeling, sensation, and that helps you learn. There's also auditory digital, which is, you know, because we're so into computers and electronics, that that's a way to learn. And it's along the same lines as feeling kinesthetics. It's really fascinating, and it's fascinating when you figure out what your go-to learning style is, because then you can communicate effectively. So relating it to communication, so if your learning style is auditory, you like to hear things, you are going to communicate way more effectively in a phone conversation than you will in a text message or an email. If you are visual, you are going to communicate very effectively in a text message and an email and maybe on a phone conversation is less effective unless you're writing down what you want to say. Kinesthetic, when you feel things, either way, actually a phone conversation is going to be easier because you can feel energetically what the other person's feeling, whereas text messages and emails, sometimes that doesn't come across clearly, and it can be a struggle. How often have we taken text messages or emails the wrong way. And maybe that person was invoking a feeling when they were doing it, and that's what we're picking up on. But you won't know until you know, right? 
And so knowing what your go-to is is really important. It will just help you understand yourself and how you communicate with others so much more effectively. And so I'm on this puzzle-solving mystery um, through Ancestry DNA. I did our D a DNA test because we have a, a relative that we didn't know about, and we're trying to figure out how this person's related to us. Um, and it's quite a journey <laughs> because it's, you know, a sensitive situation, and it's like putting together puzzle pieces. pieces. So anyways, I did my ancestry DNA, and it was so fascinating. I've lost hours searching you know, where my ancestors came from. And it's so much fun, so much fun. But I'm also trying to help solve this other puzzle. And it feels like, you know, we get another piece of information and we try to put it in the puzzle piece, but we're still missing some crucial ones. And so I ended up making a phone call last night. That was awesome. And it's someone I haven't talked to in years and a relative. And I explained what was going on. And it was interesting because she didn't know about it or have any answers, and she directed me to someone else to call and ask. And I'm very reluctant, very reluctant. So it's no coincidence I picked communication today because I have to figure out how I want to do this, if I even want to do this. Because my connection with the person I called last night is very much stronger than the person it was suggested I call. And I am not um, willing. I don't know what the word is. I'm concerned. I'm not ready yet. I have to get some more pieces of information before I can make the next phone call. Because it is such a sensitive topic, but it's like happening all the time, right? How, you know, when you do your ancestry DNA test, and you spit in the tube and everything, they even say you have to, like, agree to this disclaimer that you the results you get might not be what you were expecting, and there might be some surprises. Like, you have to acknowledge that, and I can see it. It is totally fascinating, but, you know, things happen in families, and there's always secrets, and, and it's interesting because it comes to this communication thing, and how our world has changed in that way, but has it? It's been an interesting journey, and I hope we come to some resolution in the next couple of months that's happy and positive for everybody involved, but we'll see, right? I've learned some fascinating things about my family, though, through this. Um, so my heritage is Scottish and Irish and English. And so, yeah, I was totally fascinated by the whole Scotland thing. Well, because I love my little Highland heifers, right? So I'm going to have to maybe look up some relatives if I manage to make it over to Scotland, which would be so much fun. And Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia was big on my, my list, too. So fascinating. My husband also did it. And his, I have like 700 relatives on this ancestry, and he has like 200 so definitely his Australian side or his side from Canada are not on Ancestry, I guess. It's really interesting. 
if you're at all curious, it was easy to do, and yeah, I would recommend it, but just be careful, know what you're getting into, but maybe we're related, that would be fun. Anyways, um, dealing with all of this has brought up a lot of communication stuff because I'm having interesting, sometimes sensitive conversations with people that I never knew I was ever going to have, right? And so I've really become aware of tuning into the energies before I start the conversation, being clear on what my intentions are because it is sensitive. And honestly, when I phoned the person yesterday, I wasn't sure how it was going to land. I didn't have any idea. It was better than I could have hoped for, but I didn't know. But it's a mystery, and I want to help solve it. Because if I was the person deeply involved in this mystery, I would want to know. I would, and I would, yeah, be asking a lot of questions. And so when you're asking these, and it's a sensitive thing, are you being aware of the nuances? Like when you ask this person and the energy hits them, and you can feel what they're feeling. How do you handle that? I know one thing is we have to have really big boundaries, right? Like only get involved as long as we're comfortable. Like this next piece, I'm not comfortable with it yet, so I might find someone who is and let them do it because if I'm not comfortable and I mess it up, it's too sensitive for me to be comfortable with taking that risk, right? It's interesting. You learn a lot about yourself when you're on this kind of a journey. And, I mean, again, that's our whole point of being here, to learn about ourselves, to, you know, make better choices if we – some of our choices have not made us happy or not worked out well. It's interesting, though. Our world definitely is. And can you believe that, like, we're in the last few months of 2019 and then we're in a new decade? I don't know why that never occurred to me until I read it on Facebook. I'm like, whoa, that is kind of wild. How much have you changed in the last five years? I feel like we're on an accelerated changing program. If I think back to my life five years ago, I'm not the same person. I've changed. My hair color is totally different, too. I mean, that's just an aside. <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, I find that as I, you know, figure out ways to process everything and, like, I guess communicate with myself, I have less regret. because I can see the lessons, I can see the understandings that maybe don't come right away, but they come eventually. All right, so back to if you're visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. Here's some cool tricks to figure it out. You need a partner, and so you're going to ask them a question, and then they're going to ask you a question, and something that you need to recall, that you need to try to remember, and if you look up and to the left, 
your left, if you're the one doing it, opposite for them as they watch you, you're remembering. And if you're looking up, you're visual. If you're looking to the side, you're auditory. If you look down, you're kinesthetic. And that's remembering. And that's the easiest way to figure out what your first go-to learning style is, how you process information. And so if you're struggling to communicate, say, with a partner, find out what their way is. Because if they're visual and you're auditory and it's just not working, maybe text messaging with each other for the visual person would work better. Just like if you're right brain or left brain when you're processing information. If you're right brain first, you go by intuition and how things feel to you. If you're left brain logical first, you want details and strong thinking words for you to process the information. And if you're communicating about something really important and stressful or heavy and you have each of you has the opposite learning style, it can get sticky, 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 because studies have found that if you're left brain logical first, if someone says, oh, I feel this is the right thing to do, you don't care. You check out. If they said to you, I think this is the right thing to do, you will pay attention. And it's all the subconscious energy that we have that we don't necessarily understand, which is completely fascinating to me. That's why I'm a hypnotherapist. I love learning how the mind works. So fascinating. Why do we do the things we do? Why do we say the things we say? What's our communication style? What's our best way to communicate? I like over the phone. I would rather phone people because I can read their energy when it's a phone conversation. It's less clear when it's a text message or an email. Auditory is one of my big ones. I'm also visual. I'm, I'm all three because I'm weird that way, but I do love phone conversations or in-person conversations. Actually, depending on what it is, I usually prefer phone because the other person doesn't feel so on the spot when it's a phone conversation than if it's a face-to-face -face conversation. Because if it's a phone conversation, they can look around, they can fiddle, they can fidget, and they can deal with their own energy in more of a private way. When it's face-to-face, -face, it's right there, right? And so remember that. So if you're needing to have a difficult conversation, sometimes a private conversation on the phone is a really great way to handle it because it leaves you both a little bit removed, right? But you can still connect and communicate. We need to know these things about ourselves because navigating this world is challenging. And so any help you can give yourself, huge. Huge, huge, huge. And you know, lots of times you'll be communicating with someone and you're not on the same page or you don't really like them, but you can acknowledge that what they're what you need them to do and what they're offering is valuable and get over your own self, right? But if you know that about yourself and why, why this person, you know, makes you roll your eyes, you can work through it and still have a valuable experience 
instead of shutting down and walking away, right? I know, it's tricky. We're complicated human creatures, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So, I'm kind of excited. The guided imagery I've chosen for you today is the wizard in the cave journey. You want to go meet a wizard? Like, how cool is that, right? Oh, so it's Halloween. Didn't even think of that. Um, the reason that I'm choosing the wizard in the cave journey is for you to connect with your wisdom within and your intuition. Oh, seems like I don't have the right induction here. Give me a second. Hmm, there we go. I grabbed the wrong piece of paper when I was contemplating this show. All right, so shake your energy a little bit. Find a nice, comfortable place to sit. And let's begin. Becoming aware of your breathing. Just notice it for a few moments. Take these moments to gently focus on your breath. Then, let's take three big, deep breaths as deeply as possible, beginning to release and then letting go. These are the breaths that signal it's time to go within. As your normal, natural breathing begins occurring, imagine a gentle, warm, balmy breeze as it wafts around. Wafting around head, neck, and shoulders. And with every breath, as the breeze continues to move gently around, There's a gently and easily releasing and a letting go feeling going on, becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. Across the upper back, circling around through the chest. A warm and nurturing feeling as this breeze continues to comfort down both arms, hands, and fingers, releasing and letting go. And with every breath taken, perhaps there may begin to be some wondering Is it a breathing of the breeze, or is the breeze breathing?
breathing me. With every breath, the breeze continues circling around through the mid-back and around through the solar plexus. Every breath drifting deeper now. The gentle sensations of the warm, balmy breeze as it continues around through the lower back and circling around through the belly, releasing and letting go. Becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. breeze continues moving around, around thighs, knees, calves, ankles, and around through feet, now and with every breath, becoming completely and thoroughly comfortable, calm, and at ease. Being at one with the breeze and the breeze Still gently, easily moving all around and all through. So that at five, four, three, two, one, deeply, deeply relax. The door of your imagination opens. Walking through, discovering the unknown. And that means a journey of positive wonder. Any or all of the senses heighten. trail through the woods takes an unexpected turn. Today we are meeting the wizard in the cave. As you continue through the woods on this unexpected turn in the trail and there's a coming upon an unknown mountain. What does this mountain seem to be like? The way forward is up. How does it seem to climb this mountain? What is the view like? The 
climbing, climbing. Eventually, you climb up to a cave. When the wizard appears, he is very welcoming. What's he like? All around, the wizard shows you his cave. Kinds of things catch your eye. What is there to like about this wizard? At some point, as you and this wizard are communicating, he looks into your eyes and makes a decision. Then the wizard motions for you to follow his lead to a hidden chamber in his cave where there are three ancient trunks. What is it like in this hidden chamber? See what you see, hear what you hear, notice what you notice. wizard 
hands you a key for each trunk. Unlocking the trunks one after another. There could be more. Notice how it feels opening the trunks and you discover what is found inside. Ask your wizard what is important to know about each one. I'll give you a few minutes to do this with your wizard.
What did your wizard say was important about each one? Take a few more seconds. Is there anything else that needs to be discussed with this wizard before we leave? Somehow, as you wrap up your conversation with the wizard, there's an understanding now that past, present, and future, the wizard is always ready to be of help to you. Soak in that energy, soak in that understanding. The wizard is always ready to be of help to you. Ask the best way to communicate with your wizard. When the feeling is to leave, the wizard is glad for your visit. And with the important things the wizard has given to you, it's time to be taking the path forward. So, for now, recognize the good qualities of these images and the wonders of your imagination. And let's reinforce the positives from this journey today at zero, at one, with a deep, deep cleansing breath in. As we begin to come up and out. Two, three, 
four, five, eyes open, wide awake. Say your first name out loud. Eyes open, wide awake, say your first name out loud. How is your wizard? This is one of my favorites. When I'm feeling stuck and uncertain, I go visit the wizard. So I hope that helped give you all some clarity and perhaps your communication strategies will be different or you'll understand them more. I wish you all a happy Wednesday, and I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C. C-O-W-G-I-R-L dot com. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.